The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck, like a rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max Hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma, delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. And when you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the Jill on Money Show. It is Friday, April 1st, and we are here to take the mystery out of your financial life. Do you know how we do that? We ask you to send us your financial questions, anything money related, really anything. And it can be a last minute tax question. It can be a life insurance question. It can be a question about college funding. That deadline's around the corner. Anything remotely smelling like a financial or money issue, and maybe one that's a little thorny for you, one that you need a second opinion or a third opinion or a fifth opinion, we don't care. So just head to the website, jillonmoney.com, click the Contact Us button, and we would be delighted to get you on the air. Mark does all of the work to do that. Uh, Let's get this party started today. We are going to start with Sarah, who says, with the possibility of Russia starting a cyber war with the United States, how safe is our money in the banks? If Russia were to attack our banking system, what should consumers do to protect themselves? I've got money in a bank account for my retirement. It's all cash. If the banks are attacked, how safe is my money? How do I prove how much I have in that bank? Do I need to take it out? No, don't take it out. And Sarah's really concerned. She goes, look, it's not a lot of money compared to others, but it's all I have. I'm 58. Okay. First of all, if there were a cyber attack, God forbid, what would happen is your money is still going to be there. The cyber attack wouldn't be, I don't think, it's not like they're not going to suck the money out of the account. They're going to cause mayhem. So the most important thing to do is have good records. So where is the record that you have a certain amount of money in an account? It's in your last account statement. So maybe if you're feeling a little bit worried, what you should do is just have that handy statement there. You should not take all your money out of the bank, but you should have documentation. And of course, if you are banking online, you should really make sure that those passwords are strong. Maybe turn on the um, two-factor authentication, all the things that are sort of best practices. So try not to freak out too much. I know it's very scary. These are scary times. Okay, I get it. 
Brandon writes, I want to ask if we're on track or maybe do we need some adjustments? I feel like sometimes I'm a chiropractor, Mark, like I'm going to just give you a little adjustment. Click. Um, Okay. Brandon and his wife are 32. They've got two kids. Everything is paid off. No debt. Wow. My God, they're only 32. They paid off their home in three and a half years. They bought two cars within the same year with cash. They paid off student loans. Oh my gosh. They've always had extra cash ever after every purchase. They've got $2,700 in Roth IRAs, 500 in a brokerage account. I think he means, I don't know if he means $500 or $500,000. So I'm not sure about this. $14,600 for kids. It's split evenly between a one and a three-year-old, $145,000 in a 401k, some Roth, some traditional, $100,000 in a wife's 403b, forty grand in an emergency reserve. They've got their term life insurance, very good. They've got $25,000 and counting saved up for real estate investing. They created an LLC for real estate. He's transitioning to a new job. His pay is going to increase. Household income is about $185,000. It should go up to about $240,000 a year. Wow. Are we on the right track? What should we focus on next? And he says, you know, by the way, you know, real estate is in the forecast. I don't know about the real estate thing. I mean, it's fine. If you really want to do that, that's great. Yeah. I mean, I presume that you are maxing out your retirement accounts, which is what you should be doing. I'm not sure um, where the kids money is. I would make sure that that was in if it's for college funding or private high school funding, then I would try to put that in a 529 plan. Even though you're going to be making a a bunch more money, you know, maybe you want to think about putting money into a, you know, all Roth because you are in the 24% top bracket and sounds like you're kind of cranking. I think you are on the right track. I think that's good stuff that you got going there. Well, you didn't say anything about estate. I'm hoping you have your estate documents because you sound like you've got everything buttoned up. Brandon, I think you're in good shape. That's pretty good. Okay. Mark. This is funny. Mark, this is from Mark. Um, He writes, hi, Jill and Mark. Should I retire or keep working? Oh, my God. You know what I'm going to say. Okay. He's married. He's got two kids. They are six and 15. Okay. Here's the deal. Mark writes, I've got a military pension and VA compensation. Mm. And the VA comp is inflation adjusted. Oh, my gosh. $7,700 a month net. They've got a paid off house. Expenses are about $6,200 a month. So he's got more money coming in than their expense level. $200,000 in a 401k thrift savings plan, $200,000 in a Roth IRA, $350,000 in cash. The kids' college should be mostly taken care of from the GI Bill transfer and from 529 plans, about $70,000. My wife is currently working part-time. She makes $2,000 a month. I make around $13,500 a month with pretty good perks. What do you think? Should I keep working until all the kids get out of the house, socking away cash, or just relax and be super dad? I think, he writes, that I'm financially independent right now, but worrying if you have any concerns or advice. My wife and I are both 43. I have no concerns or advice. I think you're in great shape. Do you like working? I mean, obviously, if you like working, you should keep working. And the situation is such that, you know, you're going to just add more and more money and give yourselves lots of options. But I mean, if you're unhappy, 
then maybe you do something else. But you're very young to never work again. I'd be delighted to learn more, whether you really think you should just call it quits. But I don't know. You got a kid who's 6 and 15, super dad. And the teenager probably is like kind of over you already. I don't know. I have to know more. Jill on life. That's it. I'm weighing in on his life. I really need to know more. Okay, this is a message. If you read this on the show, please state it's from Anonymous. Okay, Anonymous. Anonymous, I want you to tell me how much you love the show. And here's what Anonymous writes. Hi, Jill and Mark. I absolutely love your show. It's a highlight of my day. Thank you for all that you do. Hmm. Okay, Anonymous. Anonymous writes, I had a Roth question. My husband and I are in our mid-40s. We've got about a half a million dollars saved for retirement, a house with a mortgage at 3%. We don't make extra payments, but we've got no other debt. Three children who are under the age of 10, we're building up 529 accounts. Each has about $30,000 and we've got an emergency savings fund. Great. My husband recently received a raise. He's making about $190,000 with bonuses of an additional $250,000. He's maxing out retirement. He does not have a Roth option. All right. So let's just add. So $240,000 is what he makes. She makes about eighty dollars and uses her Roth option through work and will soon max out her contribution. Question about the Roth. Of the 500000 in retirement, we've got about $10,000 in a Roth. It feels not worth it to me to keep contributing these amounts to Roth through my work when we could be lowering our taxable income. But I feel like you might tell me I'm wrong. I'm still not clear on the logistics of what I do with the Roth part of my 401k at retirement. Okay, here's how that works. Let me just give that get this out of the way. Once you retire, you've got a Roth 401k at work, then you turn it into a Roth IRA, just roll it over. So that's what you do. And then what you make sure that you do is make sure that the Roth portion goes into the Roth IRA. That's it. If there's any pre-tax money, it has to go separately into a traditional IRA account. Okay. And she says her husband has an old IRA account out there. He needs to roll it into his current 401k. That's another story. No other retirement accounts. I mean, you guys do make a lot of money, but you're in the 24% tax bracket. I don't know what your income is going to be in the future, but, you know, I I wouldn't mind you continuing to use the Roth just because it gives you some money that's already been taxed and your husband's doing all pre-tax. So to some extent, it's a nice way to kind of diversify your retirement. So I'd keep doing it. And Anonymous, if you have any follow-up questions we would be there for you, okay? Uh, Kimberly says, you tell us we're supposed to be ready for the long haul. I'm 65, so I don't have a long haul time frame ahead. What should I be doing now to help me not lose all of my money? Oh, I think you're maybe talking about you're worrying about your retirement account. So here's the deal. When you say, when I say you're investing for the long haul, even if you are 65, if you are investing at 65, you really need your money to at least you need to plan on your money lasting for 25 years, you know, till till you're 90. So the idea of your investing for the long haul is that is a long haul decades in the future. So I'm not saying that you should be, you know, cavalier about it and not care. I think you should be carefully allocating your portfolio that can grow over the longer term faster than the pace of inflation. And also be mindful of the fact that often as we get older and we start to think about this money and need to rely on the money, that we are less tolerant of risk. If you need more help, then Kimberly, please do feel free to get in touch with us. Very, very happy to do that with you. Okay. 
that's it. That's your Friday show. And you know what happens on Fridays? We do a little business. So our music is composed by Joel Goodman. Mark Talercio is our executive producer, the best one in the universe. He's also the guy who puts together the free weekly newsletter, which you should be subscribing to. We are distributed by Cadence 13. Take a deep breath and get outside and get some fresh air and try to not be so panicked about the state of the world, even though I'm, you know what, just think I'm panicking about the state of the world so you don't have to. Okay, let me do it for you this weekend. I'm happy to do it. Try to lift someone up. Grit, growth, grace. Thank you for listening and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow.